Perfect. So I think we're live. Hey, everyone. Yeah, we are. We're showing. All right. How's it going? Hey, everyone. So in case you haven't noticed, uh, we're missing someone today. Yeah, I was going to say, I, 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 I feel like there's something missing, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I know. It might be somebody. <laughs> we, have to, we have to address the elephant in the room here. And the elephant in the room here is that I was in Spain yesterday and still made it back in time for the podcast. Alan hasn't left and hasn't made the podcast tonight. <laughs> I mean, to give him credit, though, he is working on uh, an actual independent film at the moment. And so, what's the name I mean, of the film? Uh, it's You Have to Watch This Podcast, the movie. He's telling <laughs> our origin story, how we all met and came together as a podcast. I thought you were legitimately asking me. I, like, I can't remember what he said the name of it was. My favorite part is bad. that you my favorite part is you tried to answer it. That's my favorite part. Yeah. I think it's a World War II movie because I remember him saying something about people in uniform or something like that and he his film set looks really cool. It's like an airplane or something today. That's cool. That yeah. is really cool. Yeah, before we dig into any of this, I just wanted to check in. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing okay. I yeah. am. I mean, it's it's going to be late December. It's hectic for a lot of people. It's hectic for me. Yeah. So, I mean, but I'm but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I'm in exactly that same headspace. I have. Uh, I'm going to tell this story because it's embarrassing. Uh, and here we go. Uh, so I have a coworker who's taking a, a day off tomorrow uh, because their friend passed away. So going to the funeral for that, which is incredibly Ooh. sad. I know. Awful. Yeah. So uh, I was talking to that person today. And I am so not here in some cases. I was like, oh my gosh, I see you have a day off tomorrow. What fun things are you going to do? Oh, no. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Devin, you forgot why I'm off, didn't you? And I went, oh, no, I'm just the worst kind of person. <laughs> uh, just pull, just, you know, just play up the stupid American thing and they'll, you know, <laughs> let you go on that. There wasn't guns involved, so I don't quite get it. <laughs> no i oh i still it's still that awkward moment still hurts like you know how you get those awkward moments when you watch movies and if they get awkward like like you have you want to like back out of the room oh no that happens to me a lot um not as much as it used to but good like, i used to have to leave the room for meet the parents <laughs> there were scenes where i literally would have to get up and leave the room because i couldn't take it and i would just listen to the audio and then finally when it was over i'd walk back in did you ever get through Meet the Fockers? Uh, no. No? I did not. That one seems that worse. Was, that one was worse because I didn't... So, I didn't make it through that one because I didn't engage with it. I didn't like it. It wasn't It wasn't entertaining. It just kind of turned into an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I get <laughs> the humor, sure, but it's not my kind of humor. So, I just mm -hmm. kind of watch it like, why are these people yelling at each other? This isn't that big of a deal. <laughs> just follow normal social you know norms and you'll avoid half the plot for this episode just, that's that's how i took that movie and it's like okay i see why other people like it but it's not my thing yeah i can i can understand that and there are some movies that are like that where you're like everyone in this movie is insane if everybody would just be a person about something for once then i yeah. think we would be okay and we wouldn't have a plot to this movie and there wouldn't be any tension or conflict exactly <laughs> no i get that so I think we're ready to dig in. Do you wish you want to dig okay. into this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the 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 new stuff that we have for the week, we're yeah, doing well, that one. Well, let me let, let's. <laughs> hey, without Alan, let's kick this off the right way. Okay. Uh, do you want me to? Do you want me to go? Yeah, sure. You do. <laughs> it's okay. 
Hey everybody, welcome to you to watch this podcast. I'm Devin. And I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And I'm also Ryan. So. <laughs> <laughs> so today, before we go ahead and talk about a real movie where I had Ryan watch the 2010 version of True Grit, which we'll talk about later, I want to know, did we watch anything this week? Well, uh, I act, uh, my wife and I finally sat down and watched uh, the new The Witches movie. Uh, that's the remake of the one from like 89 or 1990. I forget what year it was actually in. Or 94 one with, or 93. Based on the Roald Dahl book with Anne Hathaway yeah. in it? Mm-hmm. God. Where the mice turn the kids to mice. You know, I don't know anything about it. I haven't seen the oh, original. You, you, I haven't read the book. Okay. No. Okay, so... Then I'll add that to my list, and we'll see okay. that eventually. Um, but I found it entertaining. Um, I liked it. I I I think for I think for uh, because of nostalgia, mm-hmm. I I still like the original one better. I'm not gonna say it's better than the new one, but I'm gonna say it's the one that I grew up with, so it's the one that I enjoy more. Sure, you know. Um, but a few things on it that are non-spoilery and, and don't have to do with the, you know, like the uh, the storyline. Okay. Um, I like the actors that they picked. I like the modern twist they put on it. Mm-hmm. And I can also see why a bunch of people were upset about the design of the hands for the witches. Did you hear about this? I, I don't. That means nothing to me. Tell me what that means. Okay. Okay, so there's a group. There were there were a group of people that suffer from a genetic or a, um, like a like a birth defect. Okay, um, that has to do with the formation of the hand, and a bunch of people with this health issue were very upset at the movie to how they depicted the witch's hands, like the big reveal of like you know like the witch's you know like scary looking hands, and it's pretty much the I love you symbol. Without oh. the fingers, it's just the nub. So, like, it's okay. that, and then their fingers are longer than normal. The problem is, that's all they did. So they 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 they, they didn't make the fingers claws, or they didn't make it, you know, really deformed fingers. It was just a normal hand with elongated fingers missing the two middle ones. So they Which just made it is, a real medical condition? Like they just they it looked like a real medical condition because I know Ew. people who have that issue and as soon as I saw it I'm like, "Oh, now I see what they were talking about." I could definitely see why people would be upset at this. Ew. Um Ew. So that was one of those things where like when it came out and people were, you know, you know, the uh you know, the uh, the toxic sewage that is, you know, f- uh, f- uh, the Facebook comment section. Yeah. Uh, we're full of people like, oh, people just need to grow up. People need to get thicker skin. Like, you know, this oh, has goodness. nothing to do with oh. that. You know, like, like, you know, like that, the, you know, like that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Seeing it firsthand and knowing people that, you know, have that problem. Um, yeah. No, they had a right to complain about it because they didn't like... They did everything else great. Like the witch's mouths are huge and they have sharp pint, uh, sharp pointy teeth and the whole like Joker thing, but it actually splits open. Oh, weird. Um, th- they've got like a snake tongue thing. Like it's legit kind of scary for yeah. the audience that this was for. Like I could see it actually giving the kids nightmares. Mm-hmm. So like that was, you know, ew. Um, <laughs> and, you know, other things that they did with the witches were cool and were interesting but the hand thing was just like, really? This is as far you're going to go on that? 
So I didn't know. So I now that you mentioned hand thing, I think I remember there's being something about the hands, but I didn't remember specifics. So it's yeah. they're more def, quote unquote deformed than just like their hands. Like, are they like these oh, other yeah. creatures? Like, it's not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're not human. Like, okay, got it. Th- 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 this isn't like a human woman or male decided to, um, you know, like become friends with Satan and then becomes a witch. Sure. Like these are demons. Like these oh, are weird. like demon creatures that look like humans, but you know, like they're, they're something else. And okay. I can see where people who grew up with, I could see, I could see where people who are like real, not gatekeepers, but just like, have a real strong connection to the original one would would watch this and go ew just in general to it but to be honest it's not bad really and i could definitely see like an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old watching this Mm -hmm. and having a strong connection to this the way that like i do to the original the witches movie are the feet the same as the hands too Mm -mm. oh no the feet are different these these witches have no toes they have no toes. It's just like they have no toes. Nubbins. It's just the, like nubs. Just w- 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 where the toes would would come out of the foot. Yeah. Just nothing. nothing. Just chop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I but that's. I mean, that's not to be weird about. It. It's also a medical condition, right? Like that too is. Something. I have no idea, but that was in the original. Like that's in the book. Like Got that it. whole thing about not having toes. Like that's part oh, of the whole like lore thing. Part of the demon thing. Yeah. Okay, so you said that you would you would add this to the list. Which one are you adding to the list? Then are you oh adding the original? This one? Oh, you're adding the original to the list. The, the, the original. I like the ending to the original better. Did they change endings? I think they stuck more to the book ending. I could okay. be completely wrong. The original could be more like the book. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I've never read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something. There is a very big difference between the endings. That I'm not going to say until we do the original. <laughs> okay, okay. I yeah. I'm really excited to see this now because it was something that I'd always wanted to watch. I heard that this movie came out. I heard that it was good. I heard there was this controversy and just went okay, understood. Uh, and yeah. then it kind of fell by the wayside. So, and I think that like, I think even Romana's seen the original. So this is I, I didn't even know this was a thing that people knew. Where does this fall in Roald Dahl's collection of movies for you? Is this okay better than Roald James? Dahl. Uh, he's he's the author that wrote the original book. <laughs> oh, he did okay. James and the Giant Peach. I think he also oh. did. I think he did Iron, uh, the Iron Giant. Okay. Um, he did Big Friendly, or he did Big Friendly Giant. That one too, the one that just came out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think he also did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, so like the movie adaptations. Which, yeah. Which one do you think is well? To be honest, if you were to like put all of those out in like Blu-rays in front of me, mm-hmm. I'd probably grab James and the Giant Peach first to watch. Would but you? that's because I like but that's because I like stop motion animation the way that they did it. Mm-hmm. And I and I love the bugs. I just, you know, I like the story. Um But I would it belongs in that category. It belongs in that list of movies. It does. It the original one, I'd say anyway. I'm not sure about this one yet, but simply because of all of those movies, like we grew up with those movies. You know what I mean? Like that's you know, there were older movies, this is a new one. So you're kind of taking the new witches movie and throwing it in with uh 
like th- the new chocolate factory or right. new or newer chocolate factory movie. So those I think kind of line up. Yeah. Which did you like that one? I did. I liked yeah. it. Um, and to be honest, I'm kind of on the fence on which one I'd rather watch over the other. Wow. Because okay. I, I like them both for different reasons. Sure. So. Yeah, strong endorsement. They're pretty much even. Also, yeah. I see in chat that uh, Miss Little Moon has seen the original movie, saw the new one, and read the book. So we're going to have to have her on for when we do that episode. So let me know when that's coming, because she sounds like the resident expert here. Cause... Yeah, d- definitely. If she's read the book, then she can pinpoint the differences between you know what they followed in the original, what they didn't follow in the new one, and vice versa. So When specifically why they made the changes that they did, uh, yeah. which is what I like. And this whole conversation, I think, feeds just so brilliantly into... The conversation that we're going to have today. Ryan, I made you watch a movie. I also made Alan watch a movie, but he's not here to throw in who's two cents. Uh, <laughs> so the movie that we watched today is, give me one second to do that sweet, sweet transition. <laughs> Boom. Look at that. Transitioned. Um, the, the movie that we're doing today is the 2010 movie True Grit. Now, this was directed by the Coen brothers, who are some of my favorite directors, um, I, I don't know if they're they're tied with Edgar Wright, I think, is my favorite directors, uh, the Coen brothers. Uh, they, they're also the ones, Ryan, that did, um, they did remember Barton Fink when I had you watch that, the movie uh, where, um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. The one where uh, there was a serial killer living in the hotel, and they were both living in a hotel. The guy moved out to Florida, or moved out to California to write a book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one. So it's the same people. They also did Fargo. Monk's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monk's, Monk's brother. brother. Exactly. <laughs> Monk's brother goes to write a book. Yeah. So it's these yeah. people as a director. It stars Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, and Haley uh, Haley Steinfeld, who is in Hawkeye right now, and um, who is in Pitch Perfect too. I didn't know that. Oh no 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 no. The main the main girl in it, the fourteen year old. Yeah, yeah. In, in True Grit, yeah. yeah. She's the uh, she's the legacy in Pitch Perfect 2. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's I'll, a, have to, I'll have to rewatch that. That's where I recognized her. Oh, the Pitch Perfect movies are always on, except for three. I we My wife and I didn't really care to watch a third one, so we just have, we just have the first two. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Those movies are my guilty pleasure movies. I love acapella, like nobody's yeah. business, so I love that. <laughs> Uh, also, it was so you're nice. a fan of Pentatonix. Oh, yeah, very much so. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's also a, an acapella group called, I think they're called like D-Harmony or something, and they do all Disney Harmony or all Disney acapella. Yeah. Oh, they're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, this 2010 movie is a remake of the 1969 True Grit movie. That one stars uh, John Wayne and Kim Darby as uh, as the two leads in that one. So before I dig too much into this movie, talk about the lore, talk about all of the stuff that I've prepared for today, I just want some honest hot takes. Ryan, you went into this last week saying, I don't like Westerns at all. Yeah. Uh, so this is where you're coming from. Ryan, what did you think of this movie? I still don't like Westerns, but it was a good story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Care to, care to elaborate? Okay, so... Um... I like the idea of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it funny that like the title 
Um, and they even say that like Jeff Bridges' character has like you've got true grit. It's like yeah. no, it's like no, no, you have true grit, gal. Like you're the one that's got the true grit here because you're, you know, you're peddling everyone in this movie to do what you want, and you're, you know, you've got everybody wrapped around your finger. <laughs> and I'm just going like wow, um, but like there's and see the thing is. The issues that I have with Westerns is not something that can be easily fixed or changed because mm -hmm. I just don't like the aesthetic. Okay, fair. So you don't like the like the opening shot I'm, of this movie where it panned out on the town and the trains go in in front of it and the I music mean, like, swells. Like, that's fine and all. It's just, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, like, when I watch a movie... And I like it. I like to get wrapped up into it. Same yeah. thing with video games. Same thing with any other type of like visual video entertainment. Okay. I like to get sucked into it. And I like to... I like it when a movie makes me want to... You know... Um, play with my imagination in that world. Okay. Okay. Like with the Division video games. The reason why I like it so much mm -hmm. is because physically, if that whole scenario were to happen... Without my medical equipment, I'd be dead, pretty much, you know, after a certain point, because sure. I just, I couldn't find any more of it, and I would eventually just be stuck in a situation where I, you know, I die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the video game kind of lets me live out, you know, a, to live, to live out in a time of place that i physically would not be able to mm -hmm. and then you've got like the star wars and star trek like even though it's the same type of like western you know because they're both the same thing star trek and star wars were both started on the same premise uh, um, a western in space right and and that whole you know uh, uh and and those worlds i like to wrap myself up in occasionally mm -hmm. i have no interest <laughs> and going back in the past and envisioning a life in there because it's easy for me to think of you know and envision myself getting wrapped up in a world that's in the future mm -hmm. because it's the future you can kind of change the way you like fantasize about it of you know like using your imagination to like live in it mm -hmm. There's like a hard block in my brain that says, no, I can't find any enjoyment in getting wrapped up in the past because if I was born even 10 years earlier than what I was, my mm -hmm. life would be completely different because of my medical history. Now, I was going to ask, so where does that stop then? Like, like born in the 80s is a no for you? Born in like the... No, no, no. Well, I mean, I was born in 85. So oh, okay. like if I was okay. born in 75 my medical treatment would be a lot different oh, wow. just because of medical advancements between 75 and 85. Mm -hmm. My medical treatment would be a lot different sure. and I wouldn't have the freedom of mobility that I do now oh, wow. than if I was born in 75. So mm -hmm. when we're talking about like wa watching a movie in like the, you know, Western expansion era, mm -hmm. civil war veterans going out and making a living on the plains, like that whole thing yeah. doesn't interest me at all because... Like, even living on the West or East Coast during the time period, I can't envision myself having a good life during that era. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff about that era that I also don't like. Um, and it's just, like... Yeah. I'd be... Like, 
Jeff, I'll take uh, Jeff Bridges' character for an example. Okay. I I would not be able to handle running into people who talked like that. <laughs> I was that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask was how did you feel about his his speech pattern, his accent, his like way of talking? It it fits what he does. It fits mm-hmm. the fact that he's a drunk. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, just from history documents that we have, people talked like that because of yeah. just slang and uh, uh, slang and a mixture of accents that they had, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where I would not, I, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> I could not walk into a town or a bar and listen to like half, and listen to like you know just having the background noise being that by like half the people in there. Sure, I mean, so... like, like the, like the, like the doctor that comes walking out of the woods with the bear rug on. <laughs> I love that character. <laughs> So one of the things that I do like about Westerns, and one of the things that will draw me into that world is I think exactly what you mentioned, where I like when they show some of the realities of what it was like to live back then, where it's yeah. like, it's very easy to have a very poorly, sh- like, a very poorly portrayed Western that just kind of looks like the 90s, but it's horses instead of cars. And I mm-hmm. mean, maybe there's not a TV, but like, oh, we got that fancy electric wagon or that horseless carriage and like. And it kind of looks like the 90s. And this, I think they do a good job of showing you that, like, some of this stuff is just gross here. And, like, yeah. like the kind of harsh realities of what living in that world is. And I think that might be what captivates some people. Like, I think yeah, there's, a, you know. I'm sorry. I didn't oh, mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I, was saying, I, th- I think there's a certain sense of, like, machismo that comes with, like, being, like, a root tootin' cowboy in the West. I don't care about anyone but me. That, like john wayne seemed to embody at the time that like just i cannot connect with at all yeah yeah and that's that's part is and that's why and this is why i am fine with western styled movies Mm -hmm. that you know like let's take um let's take let's take any action hero renegade movie that's set in any time frame sure it's pretty much a western one guy against the world mm-hmm. you know like that i'm fine with you know the, the western stylization mm-hmm. for a story when you start actually setting it in the like wild west mm-hmm. per se that's when i'm just like oh, do i have to watch it do, do, do i really have to see another cowboy hat do i really need to <laughs> So were there too many cowboy hats in this movie for you then? Like, well, you've got you know so many cowboys walking around. Of course, you're going to see too many. <laughs> well, I mean, so okay, so then for you, I said you said that you liked the plot. Did the did the yeah. western setting of the movie impact the plot at all for you and stop you enjoying the actual plot of the movie, which is pretty simple. It never stopped me from enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could definitely see where this could have been done in a different you know like i could definitely see it being done in a different uh like a different era Mm -hmm. or a different timeline there are aspects of it though where it's where the where 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 the story is better suited in the west Mm -hmm. 
you know, to where, you know, it fits because you have the whole thing with how, like, how, you know, how the law works, how you have the Native American reservations set up and how, like, the law is different between the two places. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's where, you know, outlaws could easily hide. You've got the nomads that, that, you know, also live out there on their own. Mm -hmm. So the story definitely fits. Uh, there are certain aspects of it that fit better in the whole like West, you know. Yeah. Setting, um, but it, it it never prevented me from liking it. It was just one of those things where I just knew I was watching, you know, you know, a Western <laughs> set in the West, and I just was like, whatever, I'm just gonna watch it. Like, yeah. I, it's it's the movie you picked. I'm gonna watch it. I'm just gonna focus on what's going on and not worry about you know the fact that this is an era of you know our country's history that I have absolutely no interest in. <laughs> I mean, you know what? And that's that's totally fair. As long as you didn't let that yeah. take away from your enjoyment. Yeah. Of it. No. 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 I. I, I like I said, I like the story. I, I like the mm-hmm. premise. So. Well, I wanted to get into that a little bit. So the premise itself yeah. is that uh, that that Haley Haley Steinfeld, I keep messing her name, but Haley Steinfeld's character Maddie lost her father. Uh, her father got murdered by Josh Brolin's Tom Cheney. Um, she then goes on her own into a town to go hire a marshal to go track him down. Marshal ends up being uh, Jeff Bridges' Rooster Cogburn. Um, they also run into Matt Damon's. It's LaBeouf. They call him LaBeef the whole movie. And yeah, I get I, I get why they do it, but the entire movie I spent the time going, they're wrong. They're saying it wrong. Mm-hmm. But they run into his LaBeef, who is a Texas Ranger who is also hunting the same person. And I'm just going to say that Western hijinks ensue, because essentially that's what happens for most of the movie, is that <laughs> Western-themed hijinks ensue. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty kind of simple setup that i think i've seen in a lot of other movies um just the whole like revenge and what the cost of revenge is and and those kinds of things did you find that it did them did that justice at all and and if you want i'll start um i do like a lot of what this movie does with the the like theme of revenge in and of itself i like that it shows the cost i like that it shows you know specifically for maddie's character or for maddie i like like the physical cost that having that revenge gave her and whether that was kind of even worth it at the end, I think was a really interesting kind of theme to bring up. Um, and I just like her character in general. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally get it because, um, this movie came out 10, 10, 11 years ago. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to say it. Getting the revenge cost her, her arm. Yeah, it did. And it gave her, because she was 14 when everything happened, because she says she's 14 multiple mm-hmm. times in the movie, um, the life experience of doing, of being there and going through those events really affected her. She didn't, yeah. she, she never got married, meaning she never formed that kind of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, she never bent into social norms to want to get married. Um, and I feel like the experience of being out there and being in the West, she kind of got a taste of what it was like being one of those nomads. Mm -hmm. And that's, and she was just like, okay, fine. This is what suits me. Yeah. You know, and she carried that on, you know, with the rest of her life. And I didn't really sense any regret from her when they show her at the end as, 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 
as an adult, even though it cost her her arm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I am going to say, the two things I absolutely hated about this movie. Tell me. Um, and it has, and it, and it has to do with the adult, um, is the, the opening narration was like nails on a chalkboard to me. <laughs> was it really? Why? What didn't you like about it? Um, and people have to understand when I say this, that Well, do you know if that's that woman's actual voice or was she faking an accent? I think she was doing an accent. Let me let me find okay. her real quick. Yeah, I think I think that's because... an accent. It's Elizabeth Marvel plays the older version of her. Okay, because there's a big difference between someone who has a deep southern accent mm-hmm. and somebody who's portraying a deep southern <laughs> accent, especially one from like that era. Yeah. And I, it was it was painful for me to listen to. And the fact that like she was and it was like, I get that they wanted to set up the time period. Mm-hmm. So she was using words that were appropriate and and in regular use explaining what happened to her dad. Mm-hmm. But the accent plus that phrasing. Like I like I rolled my eyes and I put my like I went like that for <laughs> 30 seconds while I was listening to the narration because I just, it, it's not that it doesn't sound educated to me. It's sure. just that I'm just like, I, 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 I can't because I mean, there's another joking reason why I have a hard time watching Western themed movies set in, you know, Western era. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the band Primus? That music video where they're all dressed up in the rubber cowboy suits. <laughs> I don't know that one. I'm looking it up now, by the way. Yeah, so I also get that stuck in my head whenever I see stuff like that. Wow. So. Yeah, did you? Yeah, so. Yeah. I, I just found so, the song that's attached to. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you should you should watch that video when we're done here. Okay. Um, like they're wearing full body rubber like cartoon body suits mm-hmm. and i also get that stuck in my head but 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 but, but, but anyway it's just i can't when it's a fake accent mm-hmm. like that it, it it's it's bad it was too much it, it it's 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 too much. I'd rather them just get tire someone who has a southern accent naturally mm-hmm. and let them talk because it's better. It sounds better. It sounds better to me. It's not like nails on a chalkboard. Sure. And then the second thing I hated about this movie was the ending song, which all which almost ruined the ending for me. The credits when the credits start start running. Yeah. Cuz I have a very versatile reaction to certain types of country music. Okay. And that was one of them. So hold on, remind me. I don't even remember it. The I don't, I don't know. It. As soon as I heard the first like three lines of lyrics, I turned it off. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't remember having any strong reaction to it. So what what about that kind of country music? Don't you like? I just there's either too much twang or there's too much waviness on the vocalization of the singing. Sure. And when okay. you have both of them going on at the same time, it's just I will like. It's again nails nails on a chalkboard to me. Well, that's definitely a, a genre of of Western music. I'll, I'll call it Western yeah. just to justify the the Blues Brothers. 
We have both kinds, country and western. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. I'll just I'll justify that one as western. But I it's definitely a genre because there are some some pieces in that genre that I do really really like specifically for and, that that vocal like twang, I think. And this I can't stand the vocal twang. Sure. It, it, I, fair. I I I can't. Yeah, but totally fair. I watched the trailer to show Kristen the, the, the trailer, which he got home from work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, this was the movie we watched, and I'd show the trailer. Because it's 10 years old, mm-hmm. the trailers to these movies are like three minutes long. And they pretty much give you a summary because thing. they want to sell you on on it before you watch it to yep. see if you're actually going to like it or not. Which, I'm, which, I, which, honestly, I like those trailers. I don't care if it gives away too much. Yeah. I like those trailers because I like to know what I'm getting myself into <laughs> for an hour and a half to two hours. Right. Um... But they had Johnny Cash's God's Going to Cut You Down. Oh, love that song. And it was a perfect feel for the trailer. And it would have been a perfect song for the ending. I agree. I think that would have been a much better pick. Yeah. No. And before I say this, I like Dolly Parton as a person. Mm -hmm. Just putting that out there. I love Dolly Parton as a person. Yeah. I can't stand her music. It was mm-hmm. like somebody took a Dolly Parton song from from like her early, early, early career and then put it to eleven, <laughs> like the westernness of the oh. music, and I just I had to turn it off. Oh, that's a shame. Nine to five is an anthem of mine. I love that song. I like the movie. The movie's funny. Didn't know there was a movie. Oh my god! Add it to the list. I like the song. <laughs> we need to talk about this one. So you you mentioned something about specifically the opening narration that I thought was kind of striking about this movie, and that was how yeah. all of the characters spoke. I I had such a hard time, and I actually didn't find this in any of my research. Is this just the Western vernacular, do you think? Or are they yeah. purposely speaking in like very weirdly sometimes proper terms? Western slang, Western speaking you know, the way people talked, mm-hmm. it was a mixture because you had people from, you know, New York, you had people from Atlanta, you had people from Boston, you had people from, you know, uh, Florida coming in and, you know, claiming land and opening up shops. Mm-hmm. So you had a weird mixture of accents and different languages mixing together. Sure. And so when that happens, that's how you get this vernacular of like uh, of you know people speaking where you have a sentence full of slang but then right in the middle of it is like a 15 syllable word that (laughs) you know like a college grad only knows like it's 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 a really odd thing and that and and that honestly is not a problem with me Mm -hmm. like you know i was listening to it I, i was following it along it was just i found it funny that like when they show the girl mm-hmm. and she's talking to people, it was fine. I had no problem with it. It was the adult version of her that I couldn't understand. <laughs> right, I couldn't that, stand. That, that, yeah, that, 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 that I couldn't stand. And in fact, one of my favorite moments of the film has to do with her when she's bartering or trading for... Oh, for the horses. The, the horses and everything. In the beginning. And it was right at the end. Uh-huh. And it was when that banker or trader or property owner whatever the guy yeah. was i i don't know what he she starts talking again and he he gets nervous and he goes wait a minute are, are we trading again <laughs> and he's almost like scared like um and but like and you can see like yeah he had that like like fear because he's like oh no not again yeah 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 like it was one of those things where 
Like that scene, I think made made me really like her character. Yeah, because it really showed how far she was going to go to get to you know see justice for um to see justice for her father. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I really like the courtroom scene. Oh, with where they introduced Jeff Bridges' character. Yeah, yeah, but not. But not really because they were introducing Jeff Bridges' character at the way the proceedings went. Because as you can tell, nothing's really changed. No, it hasn't at all. It's really <laughs> weird. And like while he was giving his testimony, like that has some of my favorite bits in it. And the Coen brothers are so good at this like really dry sense of humor. Where he was like, and then did you move next to the campfire? And someone goes, objection, leading question. And he goes, okay, what did you do next? Jeff Bridges goes, I moved next to the campfire. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just said the thing that you said before, just proper this time. And it's it's those yeah. little bits that make me love the Coen brothers. Like, I, mm-hmm. I love their writing so much. And, I mean, the screenplay, I think, was done by both Joel and Ethan this time, which, like, I, I love. Like, keep doing more mm-hmm. of those, please. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think for me, the dialogue definitely helped to draw me into the world a little bit more. Uh, just because it... it I don't know how authentic it was, but it definitely had personality, I think. Well, I I, I feel like Jeff Bridges' character was played up because yep. there is a stereotype Western character uh, for American Westerns that has a guy that, like, slurs his speech all the time, yep. has, like, the growl in his throat, mm-hmm. you know, whenever he talks. Um, and... It's a common thing to see in a uh, in in uh, in a lot of westerns because even the the doctor uh, Doctor Bear I'm gonna call him Doctor Bear um, good that's fair I'm gonna call him Doctor Bear uh, he, he has the same thing but he's more like kind of like a belcher like he he kind of belched his words a little bit mm-hmm. um uh and then. Matt Matt Damon's character, yeah, uh, the 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 Texas Ranger. I, I really feel he was there for comic relief because I see like his character reminded me of like the spaghetti westerns yeah. that were on in the fifties that were made in Italy. Mm-hmm. You had the really fashionable, you know, law enforcement cowboy that was out there that you know that had the duel every week and mm-hmm. shot up every town that they were in, and they were you know like the uh, like the Hollywood star hero of the West. Yep. And then you had Jeff Bridges's character, which was more of like the drunken madman who gets angry. That's there to like set things right, regardless if it follows the law or not. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of you know like the anti-hero cowboy. So I feel like both both of both of their characters were written to be more like stereotypes, sure, uh, than actual like people that lived during that time period. Mm-hmm. You had everyone else to fill in that gap, but they could play it big because everyone else was grounding the movie basically. Yeah, and and the same thing with the Ned or the leader of that outlaw group. Yeah, Lucky Ned. Yeah, Lucky Ned, because I mean his teeth were, you know, absolutely ridiculous. He was disgusting. <laughs> he spat every time he talked. He wore the like the sheep wool skin, you know, uh uh breeches or whatever they those things they wear over their jeans to mm-hmm. you know, for the saddles. Um I, 
even his character was kind of like way, you know, off to the side a little bit, just like with Jeff Bridges mm-hmm. and um, and Matt Damon and everyone else was more like grounded like that, that guy that she was bartering with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, wait, you know, like he to me that he definitely sounded like someone that would have actually existed. Yeah. During I mean, that time period, uh, like even the lawyers, uh, the judge, like everybody else in this movie felt like they belonged in the time period. And then you had these three stereotypical American Western characters thrown into it. I mean, Lucky Ned, to be honest, sometimes felt a little bit like Biff Mad Dog Tannen from Back to the Future 3. <laughs> it's like, I do my killing before breakfast. I'm like, all right, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah, and that. I did want to get into the Jeff Bridges character because you mentioned yeah, him yeah, yeah. quick. I I think that it's interesting how they play him in this movie because this role originally in 1989 or 1969 when it came out, this won John Wayne an Oscar as best actor. <laughs> yeah. I need to see that. Oh I my gosh. I, you know, I, I don't get it. So he plays it really weird and it's actually a really weird time in, in John Wayne's career. Do you know much about John Wayne's career? Uh, he's pretty much the George Clooney of his era. I mean, basically, but so essentially he'd been making movies for ages and I, I literally just looked up all of his movies in order and had to scroll over like three pages to the right to even get to 1969 because this guy was so freaking prolific. But when this movie came out, there was a new generation of moviegoers who had grown up with movies It was called the film generation, which sounds hilarious by today's standards. But mm. they viewed John Wayne as the old guard and as very much a staunch defender of kind of old-fashioned ideals. To give you a sense, this movie came out just uh, after a movie called Green Berets, which was essentially a love letter to being in Vietnam. Uh, ouch. Yeah, ouch. Ba- ouch. <laughs> bad read on John Wayne's part. Yeah. So he already wasn't well-loved in the newer, hipper generation when True Grit came out, his nomination and win of his Oscar for it, I think basically was driven by a lot of kind of the older people uh, in this. So it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, you know, this is kind of one of the defining movies of his like career. And it's still kind of hotly contested as to whether or not this should be considered one of his greats. I don't even know. I see that the, Seeing a decent amount of his movies, mm-hmm. I get why he was popular during that era. Yeah. I really do. But at a certain point, you can kind of tell where he just stopped trying to actually act a character yeah. and just started doing the same thing for every role that he was in. And unfortunately, I feel like outside of like, a very small group of film academics Mm -hmm. that's gonna be his legacy is just not you know not being oh man he's so you know it's like oh man he was so good he was able to play all of you know it's like all of these roles completely different and all of his characters were individual people like no no that's not how people are gonna think of him it's gonna be yeah it's john way right and well and that's what i think is interesting about actors is sometimes you get actors that they'll disappear into the role and you go, like, I don't know where the, like, my, like, favorite one that I know is a really stereotypic dad one to like is Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, yeah. I don't know, I don't know that I know what Daniel Day-Lewis looks like in real life. 
I know what he looks like <laughs> as Lincoln and as the guy from There Will Be Blood. But like, yeah. and, and Gangs of New York, I don't know if I could spot him on the street if I passed him. But he disappears into a role. But then there are also actors like that are just there for the, the star power of it. Tom Cruise. Tom, I'm Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise in every movie. <laughs> I mean, every yeah. movie you get Tom Cruise in, he's going to do the action hero landing. Like, where he, like, crouches yeah. on knee, almost a superhero landing. He's going to do his, like, stupid one-liners. Like, that's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, all of them. The Expendable movies. The, the Expendable just, movies. <laughs> the Expendable movies. All of those actors are just, they're in it. You know, it's, it's you know, it's whatever. Um but yeah, and that's and that's another reason why like I've seen enough of, you know, actual classic Hollywood westerns yeah. and then I've seen a handful of like the stuff as they come out and I've seen clips of it. And I'm just like it's I've I've seen this. It's it it's one of the reasons why like I got so I got so into Star Trek and yeah. this is something that this is something that that that, that I'm going to parallel. Okay, go for it. I'm on, I'm on board. I've seen a lot of Star Trek, obviously. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Star Wars. I've seen um, a lot of other type of like sci-fi space, you know, like war and Western style, you know, space movies mm -hmm. that other science fiction shows that deal with kind of the same premise, like Battlestar Galactica, mm -hmm. or uh, there's another one, um, Battlestar Galactica and... Babylon 5. Oh, yeah. I would like to watch those. I really would. But every time I try to get into it, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like Butters. I think it was Butters in the one episode of South Park. Simpsons did it. Sim right. In the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, Star Trek did that. <laughs> oh, Star Wars did this. Sure. And I just kind of lose focus on it. And this is one of the issues with like going back and watching these older shows that have a strong fan base after you've seen a good chunk of it. Yeah. You just kind of lose interest because you're like, oh, man, I really can't sit through 20 episodes before I finally connect with, with you know, one of these characters. Because mm -hmm. every time I, you know, I see one of these plots, I'm thinking to myself, oh, season five of next gen did this better right oh you know star wars you know episode three did this idea better mm -hmm. like it's it's tough so so do you what do you think did better than like did this plot or this kind of thing better like do you have there's like... there's a lot of revenge movies mm -hmm. and i can't i didn't really think about that you know after and during um but i've definitely seen this type of, you know, like needing to get re revenge mm -hmm. plot before. I don't have any at the top of my head at the moment, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's decent. It's yeah. good. I, did, 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 did this thing a win, win any awards or get nominated for anything? It did. So it, it won three awards. Uh, it won the Critics' Choice Award for Best Young Performer. Uh, for, okay. Which, yeah. I mean, I, makes I sense. I can see that. She knocks it out of yeah. the park. Uh, mm -hmm. It won a BAFTA Award for Best Cinematography. And it won. I definitely get that. And then it won a critics, a National Society of Film Critics Award for Best Cinematography. Okay. So I mean, yeah, it's, no, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with all of those. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do have to say, I'm not sure if uh, the line "Goddamn ducks" needed to be in it, because <laughs> I feel like it was funny enough that he was sleeping in like a storeroom to a shop. I don't think they needed to 
show him fighting off dead hanging ducks from the ceiling and right. go goddamn ducks. <laughs> I'm not sure that was absolutely needed, but I'm happy they put it in anyway. There was that was actually I think that scene was actually taken from the original. There were a couple of parts that are just ripped straight from the original that apparently like when they were doing the tour for this movie, the Coen brothers were like, we're taking it from the source material. Because this, like Witches, was a book yeah. and then an old movie and then a current movie. Current yeah. is a strong word. They they kept saying, we're taking this from the source material. But apparently there are shots in this that are just, you know, shot for shot, the original sometimes. And I think mm-hmm. that was one of them. They do interesting things between them. And I did want to get into the differences to hear what you thought about them. Um let me just find that quick. So one of the things that they end up doing in the original that they didn't do in um, that they didn't do in this one is they actually end up killing off Matt Damon's character uh, in in the original one. Well, he does get shot. Yeah, it was actually when so... when he gets like bonked on the head at the very end. Um, yeah, that's actually him dying in the original. Oh, he was. His character was kind of a loud mouth, so it's it's okay. Well, I mean, I think the one thing that I like, and this is actually another uh, difference between the, the original and this one, is that in this one, they actually gave his character tension. So his character was after um, Thanos. His character yeah. was after Thanos because uh, he was chasing him as a ranger, and he wanted to turn him into Texas, or in, in Texas, because of his reward, which put him directly in conflict with Maddie, which I really liked. In the original, he wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't in conflict. He just was along for the ride. Like he's like, okay, fine, we'll all get him together. And there wasn't that conflict there. Do I know why? Why? John Wayne. You think John Wayne? I really do. <laughs> I mean it's one of those things where it's like, why are we going to have the other star fight the, you know, our main hero? That wouldn't make any sense. I wonder if that was in his, like, rider at some point, though. Because, like, there are some, like, The Rock has a rider, I think, where he's not allowed to lose a fight in a movie. I don't know about that, though. You don't think that's true? I really need to watch a lot of the movies and see if that's true. Well, because, I mean, he's also always playing the hero in the short action films, so of course he's not going to lose a fight. But, like, that's even, like, that's a narrative arc, though. If he loses the fight at the end of Act 2 to show him at his lowest point, like, that's a good natural progression. But instead, they have to, like, they have to tweak his movies in such a way that he, like, loses all his friends at the end of Act 2. So, here's my thing. Okay, okay. When you have The Rock doing a modern take on, like, the 80s, 90s action movie, Mm -hmm. where it's literally just an action, you know, like, you you, you go to see fights, explosions, and funny one-liners. The only story rules or laws that I hope they, you know, like, stick to is just build up to climax, have climax happen, and then movie ends. (laughs) I don't really care about personal development of any character. I'm going to see one or a group of guys go blow something up, win, and then credits. Like the Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> the Expendables. Fair. You know what? Fair. <laughs> you you know the kind of movie you want him in, and then that's yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like like um like the Riddick. Uh, no, that's Vin Diesel. I was going to say just like the Riddick movies, but that's Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, do you... So another thing they changed between the movies 
uh, is uh, the fate of Rod, uh, Rooster Cockburn, so of Jeff Daniels' character. Uh, okay. In this one, they flash forward a couple of years uh, and show you that he passes away. In the mm-hmm. original movie, it just ends where it ends. And in fact, they have a sequel to it and a TV show on the adventures of Rooster Gogburn. So basically, they did the same thing uh, that Marvel's doing, where they take a movie that was a hit, and they were like, oh, we can turn this into a franchise. Mm-hmm. And they <laughs> and do. made a TV show after it. Yeah, I... Not whatever. Not a fan. It is it back then I think I was I'm pretty sure that if I grew up and was like in my mid thirties, if I didn't have the health issue mm-hmm. and I grew up in that time and place to watch that, you know, to be like let's say I was thirty six or thirty seven when the original True Grit came out. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, cool. There's going to be a TV show. Of course I'll watch it. Do I know why? Because there's only four channels on my TV. Yeah. You know what? Fair. Entertainment's at a real prime, you know, like. Their premium. Is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> is at a premium. And if I'm 36, 37, you know, I'm probably going to be someone who isn't really too hot on war. But at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll I'd probably have the same feelings I have towards uh, that, you know, him as I do today towards like George Clooney or something. Oh, sure. Which, which, which means there are movies I like him in, uh-huh. but I see him as more of like a George Clooney does not make me interested in a movie. Okay, he is not that kind of actor for me. I have to see that like where like what kind of movie he's in Mm -hmm. and like ooh george clooney and something like that that sounds interesting like that's the way i take that like peacemaker okay so like him in context is what interests you not necessarily yeah just just him in general yeah like him in leatherheads i tried watching that knowing that it's about like it's pretty much based on the you know the beginning of the chicago bears franchise yeah Mm, <laughs> didn't do it i got to a scene and a half into that movie and turned it off wow holy cow yeah i did not particularly like watching a football roll for 40 yards for 20 seconds and then having a bunch of muddy football players run over in a scrum and it just it didn't the pacing was just I'm like if this whole movie's gonna be paced like this and then the scene after that they were talking and they were like at a restaurant or something and I'm like no okay this movie's not for me um I saw old brother where 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 art there once yeah, yeah it was okay okay he was good in it but if I ever want to like I think I've it's sad I watched the trailer uh huh. I watch one of those like three minute summarizing trailers yeah, yeah. and I'm good. <laughs> That's like all the more you need. Yeah, exactly. So then what about like something like him in, uh, Oh, I'll just name another movie. Uh, hold on. Is this actually who I think it is? Have you seen him in burn after reading to just kind of go along the Coen brothers Chris, uh, Chris, uh, Kristen and I got halfway through that and turned it off. Okay. Okay. Fair. That's a bit too corner, uh, brothers E that's a bit 
too much because mm-hmm. I mean the trailer for that when it first came out looked hysterical. Mm-hmm. But then when you watch the movie and it's like they shot everything with a it was it was like they shot everything with an hourglass. Yeah. And the pacing just ru- like the pacing in the trailer was a lot quicker and I thought it was going to be a lot goofier than what it was. And then we're watching it and I think legitly Kristen looked over to me and said, was that one of the jokes from the trailer? <laughs> and it was at that point where we're like, yeah, this is not the movie that we thought it was. And we turned it off. You know, they did the exact same thing for a movie called uh, Hail Caesar. It's also a George Clooney vehicle with the Coen brothers. They, yeah. if you watch the trailer for it, it looks like a madcap comedy in old timey Hollywood. And I ended up taking Romana and, like, all of my family to go see it because I'm like, I've never seen this movie, but I love the Coen brothers. I love the cast. The trailer looks hilarious. I loved the movie. Every single person came out saying, it's the worst thing we've ever seen. (laughs) Which, I mean, you know, I think it's just the Coen brothers style, to be honest. And I think that helped. I think their style the way that they film mm-hmm. in a Western fits. Yeah. I think if they did a lot more of their stuff in a, like, you know, in, in like, let's say the early point of Las Vegas or whatever, mm-hmm. or something along those lines, I think that would be a little bit, I don't know. I, I feel like the patient of a Western and, and how they do things fits better. Yeah. I think you're right. Because, I mean, imagine Burn After Reading in, in the same time and place as True Grit. I think that would be funny. Because it's... it's <laughs> Well, it lends itself to a slower pace of life for the West. Yeah. And therefore, their, their, yeah, their, their comedy style fits. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that's all I have on True Grit. Do you have anything else? Um, uh, Jeff Bridges is, uses a disc to someone that I really wish was still used today. <laughs> what is it? Which is when he called, I think, the lawyer a pencil neck. Oh, yeah. I really wish that was still a thing. It's <laughs> a good insult. It is. Yeah, he's, pencil neck. He's got some good lines in this. Ugh. All right. So that's all we have today, then, for You Have to Watch This Podcast. We review, uh, or we were reviewing the 2010 movie True Grit. Tune in next week, where we have a heck of a show next week. Uh, we actually have, it seems like a twofer, but I think it's actually like a fourfer. So next week, we're actually going to be doing our uh, Christmas special special, where uh, we all take a look at different Christmas episodes of, or that we all choose that we haven't seen before. Ryan, did you pick yours? Uh, yeah, it's going to be the holiday special they did for BoJack. Yes. Uh, so... It's a independent Christmas special. It's not part of the series, which I honestly like that, that it's not part of the series because it would not fit. No, I <laughs> in the series. Good. Well, I'm really excited to watch it. Did Alan announce his pick? Do you remember? He did, but I honestly can't remember what it was. I think he's I think he's going to make us watch 10 Lasso. I Yeah, no, 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 no. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. And then That's I'm it. I'm still in the middle of picking mine. I had one and then I changed it and I've been changing it once every like two minutes. I'm just going to pick one and tell you guys tomorrow. Uh, but then after, okay. after the Christmas special special, we're also going to be doing a review of the new Spider-Man movie. Now, this marks a special occasion for us because this is the last time I will be live 
and not know how the spider bet turns out. Uh, so I'm a little bit nervous. So we'll see how all that goes. So we'll announce the winner of the spider bet next week. We'll review Spider-Man No Way Home. Or, yeah, No Way Home. That's right. Yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home. And we'll do our Christmas special special. But uh, for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Devin. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. Just... And I'm Ryan again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and thanks for watching, guys. See you next week.